Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today, we are talking all about siblings and birth order and how that impacts your life, who you are, what you become, and uh, everything about you, basically, and if that science is real or not. So we're going to be talking about siblings. (laughs) I'm so bad at those intros. I panic when I have to do them live and control this, so I know we talk about this little board, but for some reason, I'm the only one who has to do it. So when Greg gets to read the intros, he just gets to focus on it, but I'm like trying to like turn up the volume make sure it's the right volume and then i panic and i just don't know what to say it sounds so. like you're deflecting or something i'm like okay. i'm just sitting here co- kindly taking all the blame i'm like <laughs> well next time will you control this for me yes i will turn down the volume oh, oh my gosh life's a mess how's it going <laughs> Did you say life's a mess yeah i just like I, i'm not one of those people don't drag me i just actually do want a haircut i will not go to a hair salon i'm too scared but like my hair is getting so itchy. Is that weird? Is that a symptom of having long hair? Or it's just like shaggy and maybe I just need to wash it more often now because it's so much longer. Or I mean, something? I have a baseball cap on for a reason. I want a haircut so bad. Know what happens now when my hair is wet? It like hit. It's so long that my bangs, I guess, <laughs> hit my eyeballs. Your fringe. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that happens to me too. Yeah. Like you're right. It like flops down and, I know, like, and stabs I'm, your eye. At first I liked it because I'd like look up kind of moody and be like emo vibes and be like, <laughs> where are you? But now I'm actually just like, oh my gosh, I need a haircut. So I'm too scared too. Also, yeah, I, I it is where we live in Ontario, I believe the salon, they were open for sure. I assume they're still open, even though I know like things are being reevaluated with they, the masks. They are open. You have to wear a mask. But though. like, how do you get your haircut when you're wearing a mask? How what? do they cut around your ears? Wouldn't they like cut the mask? No, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure maybe once or twice they've been like snip. Oh no, the mask. <laughs> but like they definitely, it's called, okay, so uh, Mitch, they move the hair a little to the side. Yeah, but your hair grows like right behind your ears when it's long. I don't know. You're right. I, or maybe you could like take off one ear while they're doing that. So we I need to do an episode on hairdressing, but I'm, I'm pretty sure a hairdresser right now would be like, Easy as pie, babe. Yeah, I'm sure. They're like, I literally have cut hair for 15 years. I can cut it. Yeah, like that. I have the dexterity that <laughs> you can't even imagine. Okay, other other side note. I okay, I pluck my eyebrow because it becomes a unibrow, and this is an insecurity I have, and I know it's not. I you know, body think, is beautiful no matter what, but it's just like one of those things. I, I think do. you should grow it out because I think that's kind of like TikTok. Like, and I think you should grow it all the way out and then do that little thing where they trim a bit of their eyebrow and it kind of looks like rugged. Like that's what I want for you. But anyways, continue. I could try it, but I'm just like. I pluck it and I have been fed this lie and I've brought this up before that if you pluck it like in the middle in particular, it will stop growing or it will thin. And that has never happened for me. 
Okay, so write that down. Is that an episode? Is that ASAPs? Is that even, yeah, like Des that, plucking your eyebrows stop it from going? Because I now have probably been doing that for like five years or, or more, maybe. I don't know. Are we going to post that on main? On YouTube main? Yeah, should that be a new main channel video? Like, should you pluck your eyebrows and will it thin? <laughs> should you shave your pubes was is, is a viral, Quite is viral con con. So maybe, I don't, I mean, that is different. Con con and can con. And can con. Everything, every, every con con video is can con. That's true. For those who don't know, can con is Canadian content. And in Canada, there's like restrictions around how many things have to be Canadian if you own like a network television or something like that. That's why we listen to Drake all the time. Yeah, we actually have to. We're mandated as Canadians. <laughs> Um, people probably think that you're lying, but it's, it's like you actually <laughs> do have to do that. We are, yeah. Every every few days they check in on your phone. You get like this text, and it's like, "Have you listened to Drake in the last two days?" Speaking of CanCon, spoiler alert a bit, but Kine, who was on, uh, our, wait, wait, first say what? Drag Race. Tell people oh, what you're gonna spoil. Yeah. This is a spoiler alert for life, but things actually get worse in 2020. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, spoiler alert for Canada's Drag Race. Stop listening now if you haven't watched the first two episodes. But we just watched the second episode last night. And Kind, the guest on our podcast two weeks ago, was kicked off. So sad. But you know what? She's flawless, amazing. She is doing so good. Like, I just feel like she has so much going on. that, And then she seems to be handling everything so well. She's really funny on the internet dealing with the fact that they gave her, like, a villain. You, you're so good. <laughs> I kind of love that. Like, for yeah. her, like, for anyone, like, to go on a show and get to be the villain and be able to handle it, like, when it's kind of in your own narrative, that's awesome. Good okay, for her so to own it. Go back into our ca- in our catalog to go to our reality TV episode, and you'll find out that I don't really particularly <laughs> love reality TV. Mitch loves it, and he is so, he'll be like, "Oh, she's getting the villain at it." Like the way you talk about it, you're like, "Oh, wow, oh my god, coming through." Well, I don't know. I don't think they're going off because they haven't really built the story around them. Didn't they haven't got the sob story? Yeah. Yet, so they're not going home. It's not that I'm like, I "Oh my god," over and like not just Drag Race, but like Survivor. I'll I'll figure out what they're being like, what their edits looking like to help help figure out what the end result so will be before I get there. It's kind, like a game for myself got the villain edit and then did you know she was going to go home yesterday based on her edit throughout the show no i didn't I, think so i, I, I was know. surprised yeah no i didn't know and i don't i wouldn't say she got a full-on villain edit because if she's gone home already like a villain they need someone to be a villain through like the whole or like a you know a someone who's like against the person you want to win through the whole season so we'll see and i who knows maybe i have i have no insider info but some seasons of drag race people come back like maybe she'll be back visiting whether or not back in the competition i have no idea so it may not be the end of Kine on Drag Race. Um, I guess, yeah, it? let's get into today's episode. Oh, what did we learn this week? Okay. Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Mine is not even a study. Mine is so... Uh, I just... This is just something that I learned. It, wow. Like, hype it up. Me. Mine is no, nothing. Mine is nothing. <laughs> mine is really nilly billy. Um, so I read this book called Weather by Jenny Offell. I highly recommend it. It's a brilliant book. It's, when did you read that? Um, I've been reading. I know so nothing about you, and we literally just <laughs> sit in the same house constantly. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just I think I've really re- leaned into this summer, this this pandemic summer, and I've just been like hacking through books. But this book is written written in a very interesting way, in the sense that there's no chapters, but each there's there's not never more than almost an eight sentence paragraph before a break. It, it, it I actually was kind of like, is this a book for the TikTok generation? Like <laughs> it's like short little snippets. It's, it's totally a full story, but it's designed in this way that I, it was the first time I ever read a book in like a day and a half. I like could not oh, put whoa. it down. How long is it short? It's not particularly long, but it's, it maybe ends up being like 150, 200 pages. Okay. Uh, but it really is designed. Like I just, I loved it and it, it was very interesting the way it was written. Um, and it's about kind of climate, it's about climate change and like 
more intellectually how we deal with the current life we all have to live with this like you know inevitable thing that's going to come and we have to I think we have to always be talking about it but how that can be exhausting whatever that's not what I'm necessarily talking about but at one point she says that when electricity was first introduced to homes there were letters to news to the newspapers about how it would undermine family togetherness because now there would be no need to gather around the fire. Oh. And then they also, in 1903, a famous psychologist worried that young people, because of electricity, would lose their connection to dusk and its contemplative moments. Wow. And then she kind of makes a joke and goes, well, I actually haven't been contemplative around dusk in a long time. Like, it's like... Uh, I know. I'm, as much as I'm like, that could be the narrative of like, things change, get over it. It's kind of like, that's they were right. Okay, exactly. <laughs> so that's, I mean, it's not, it's just, I thought it was like maybe a cool little discussion to have have because the book I thought was really brilliant because it's sort of about that it's like she has a lot of eye rolls at all these like tech bros who are just like oh tech's gonna save the world and she's just like this is like we how do we stop and talk about these things and I think sometimes we look back at the past and kind of like you know laugh like before electricity like they must have known nothing or whatever but we are having this sort of resurgence of like meditation and like calmness and like mm. con like the con contemplating dusk is something that like a bunch of influencers or people would tell you like you should do now you mm -hmm. know what i mean and it's like that was a concern in 1903 around electric electricity coming into our homes and here we are like a hundred and some odd years later <laughs> kind of we going, are Wait. with all this like camera <laughs> lights laptops ipads <laughs> microphones whatever like so much on, like literally blasting a calm app from our phone into our ears to look at the sunset and be like contemplate <laughs> appreciate the things around you yeah so i don't know i just it just stuck with me and i've been like trying to be more contemplative and i'm just like wow i mean hundred over a hundred years ago isn't that long ago from like the large scale of humanity mm -hmm. but it's uh, so a long time ago for our lifetime and and just think that's really interesting and i'm maybe they were no, right no, i, I think don't know that's true i think i mean it's it's you know there's benefits of both and that's why i think incorporating that aspect into your life now is meaningful like even if those kind of apps that help you or going camping or going doing kind of outdoor activities where it takes you away off the grid allows you to reconnect with that and have like a, the best of both worlds i know and i'm like because I, I do feel connected to those things when we don't have electricity and it is really beautiful to have a family come around a fire and chat <laughs> like it's just like okay yeah we don't do that anymore and we are more isolated and it, it just made me think so that's it and the book is weather by jenny awful i think i highly recommend it okay maybe i'll read it all these books that you're reading super fast speed. I've literally read like one book this year. I thought you were going to say reading without me. I'm like, what? You want me to read it with you? And oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I was listening to um, Hugh Jackman on another podcast and he said an activity he and his wife do is they literally read a book together and they take turns reading chapters. That out is loud. adorable. Yeah. I was like, that's really nice and cute. Oh, huge. <laughs> Jack I call him huge jacked man. Yeah. I mean, truly. <laughs> I mean, we could, but we also spent all of our time together yeah, doing work. Yeah. I'm like, I think <laughs> yeah. we should probably like take. We need a break. <laughs> okay, you go. I hope you. Well, not I hope. I think yours might be more. I thought yours was great. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So this week, I saw a viral image of a human-sized bat <laughs> going around the internet. Have you seen it? <laughs> Wait, what? So it's this okay. picture of a bat that's like hanging upside down off of a deck beside a motorcycle. So you get a sense of perspective. I, I have it here. It? Oh this my God. Yeah, yes, it's I have seen gonna this. It's going to be on screen. There's a handful of angles and versions. And I just wanted to address <laughs> oh. this. It was taken in the Philippines. And the question is, is this real or is it fake? And it's real. No. But I'm going to explain. Like there's some caveats here. Okay. So it is real. 
Wait, we it, need to describe it a little better for. for well, the it'll listeners. be a picture. Oh, for the. Oh, sorry. I okay, like it, we we'll put out a video of the actual it thing. Looks but looks like it okay. looks like a human upside down <laughs> dressed as a bat. Like truly, like in a sleeping bag. The face is the face <laughs> of a dog of a of a yeah. of a Labrador. Mm-hmm. Like uh, yeah, it looks like a poodle upside down that's been shaved on the face and has like a bit of a puff on. The and top. it looks like it's kind of wearing like. Um, it's just like cozy. It's like. Mm. Mm, like and like a th- you know like a theater kid who's like in all black and like doing an interpretive dance it's like that material yes but it's its wings so <laughs> what it actually is is something called a flying fox oh okay it looks like a fox which is a species of megabat so there's these megabats <gasps> that are huge and they are really big but human sized is an exaggeration so their wingspan can be up to five and a half feet which is huge that's like almost as tall as us but that's the oh, wingspan so okay. if you were to see them flying you would see them this big but they're really only around like 30 centimeters or just under 12 inches in terms of their body so this is a bit of an optical illusion the photo yeah i mean no this, one out- this person who posted it uh posted a couple angles and there's lots of other photos of megabats so you can see they really are truly huge compared to what you would normally think a bat is um but like this would only generally weigh like three pounds so oh like, wow so but-, <laughs> but that but that's because their bones are like hollow and stuff too right so <laughs> oh, okay wow you're just thr- i'm like i feel like i'm going on like a whirlwind right now. um so i just thought i would talk a little bit about megabats because i thought they were really cool um they're vegetarian i just was like reading about them finding them so cute so they won't be sucking your blood apparently out of like 1300 species of bats only like three actually suck blood so it's like very rare in the first place um and they're called frugivores do you know what that is i didn't know that word a frugivore. So it's like fruit? a herbivore or omnivore that primarily chews its fruit. And it says they noisily feast on figs and fruit at night. Oh, I love cute? these things. They're actually, it's so interesting <laughs> how you can just like change my perspective. Like looking yeah. at this is very scary, but then it's like, it doesn't suck blood. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. it's like, it likes figs. I'm like, oh, I would pet it. Yeah. Like they're pretty cute when you see them. I remember when I lived in Australia for a semester abroad, like they would have, I don't know if it was just kind of bat, but the bats were gigantic and it scared me at first a lot, but then you kind of become used to it as though it's a squirrel that just kind of like is around campus. Um, so people were saying they thought this was the golden crown flying fox, which it probably isn't as I looked into it. Wow. Someone thought it was the golden crown flying fox. Are you serious? Because that's (laughs) That's the largest, (laughs) that's the largest species of bat in the world. So people were comparing this, but it, uh, others have chimed in saying, you know, it doesn't have like the golden crown, so it probably uh, isn't. yeah. One of the most like Doi. specific features of the golden crown is the golden crown. <laughs> but um, regardless, flying foxes. Another interesting fact is they don't navigate by echolocation, but like a lot of other smaller bats, wow. they actually use their sense of sight and smell. Which, so they got like fully developed eyes humans. going on. <laughs> wow. Okay. So this is truly a flying fox. And finally, the sort of, uh, you know, the downer is in the Philippines, oh, nearly no. all flying foxes are threatened species due to habitat loss and being hunted as a human food source. Lord, humans, take but, a freaking okay, break. I think the habitat loss is a bigger problem. I'd be interested to have a perspective on the hunted as a human food source because it made me think about um, like indigenous communities that for a while were like bashed for... Troop. I take everything I said back. You know what I mean? Like it it may be a food scarcity issue. It may be like communities may hunt these respectfully and peacefully, but obviously the habitat loss is the sad part. Okay. Then I'm going to say habitat loss. I sorry. I didn't complete my sentence. I meant like indigenous communities for like seal clubbing. It was like a big issue in the past, but then it obviously became like, as we became more educated, it was like, they are doing it out of a necessity. Oh my God. For sure. And if you're a human who eats, if you live in like Toronto, like us, and you eat beef or pigs or chickens, it's like you yeah. can't come for anyone who's like actually Agreed. like you know 
eating food from an actually sustainable place. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the case for the bats or if it's like an exotic I don't even necessarily mean that. I more just mean every time I learn about an animal, it's it's actually so depressing, the mass extinction we are all living through. Um, And just, yeah, it's really sad because looking at that animal, I'm like, what a beautiful, giant, cool thing. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, learning all these things and of course it always has to end with like and everything we're doing is yeah making them but i think i think it helps like it helped me to learn about it hopefully it's how people listening and watching to feel a little more connected to an animal that's typically perceived as like a vampire as kind of scary i think they're really cute and i think it goes to show the power of just like educating people about different species and animals and why we should care about them and the earth yeah cancel shark week because shark weeks are amazing sharks are amazing yeah. and we don't need I'm to still be so really- I'm scared of sharks, but like, I know it's because but, it's like been ingrained in me. But if you, the more you learn about them, I think is the more you yeah. can start to learn how fascinating and like actually totally. quite like, you know, Amazing. sometimes you just need those empathetic moments with animals to understand that they are so much more than like what movies tell us they are. Totally. All right. Shall we get into the main meat? The meat and of today's episode. Let's do it. Yeah. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. Okay, so we are talking about sibling science today, whether or not... Sibling science, wow. (laughs) This is interesting. So we have a really viral video from a long time ago about this. On like our second channel that was called ASAP Thought. Now it's called Mitch and Greg and now it's dead. dead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, let's let's, let's go. We don't use it anymore. It's just, you know, humans taking over the world habitat loss has killed the Greg and Mitch channel. (laughs) Um, But uh, what was it even called? Like, uh, does birth order affect your personality, I believe. And we, I remember we made it in our old house and it was like skits and it was so like YouTube vibes and yeah. it kind of just like took off. I think it's the most viral video on that channel, right? It one like, of, one of. It actually, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is the most viral. But looking back on it, I always kind of cringe because I'm like, we were so young and we definitely uh, did not expect that many people to see it. Also, when Greg, whenever I, oh, Ernie's home, so you're going to get like a crazy dog running around. Whenever I listen to you talking in old videos, it truly sounds like your tonsils are fine. Five times bigger you're like oh, 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 oh. i still have that and i really okay i need to get my tonsils out they are huge they're the size of golf balls but i whenever i hear oh my gosh ernie or ernie ernie no oh my gosh oh my gosh tom calm calm whenever i whenever i um hear my old voice i'm like what is that do you think it's like but, what is it but then sometimes i listen to like videos from like two months ago and i'm like oh you still have it it's i like still have so- it do i have it right now recording. anyway oh. let's let's talk about sibling order um we have some studies to go through today this for me was like updated science like what's the more recent research because that video is probably like eight years old or yeah exactly like that. yeah i was thinking that um and i and that was relying on research that was even older than that so i thought it'd be cool to look into that but let's talk about this first which sibling are you greg Okay, so I am the younger. I have an older sister. I'm a little baby, <laughs> and my life things were paved. The like things were paved for me, and I was the second kid. Okay, and I am the third. I was the youngest for seven years, and then I had a younger brother. So I'm kind of one of the middle ones now. But I feel like I lived two lives. Um, That's that- so interesting. You're such an interesting case study. <laughs> Right? Because you're a younger kid. You're the youngest for seven years. Then you become... What does it even mean to be the third out of four? It's like... A middle child. But it's like a middle... It's not like a... When I think of middle, I think of like... middle, yeah. Yeah, it's like... It's like... Well, yeah, okay. (laughs) Throw them to the wind. Okay. All right, where do we want to start with this? Like, we can give some anecdotal, like, stories throughout, but I... um, Mine, I think, affects... Mine affects both of us. Okay, you you go first with your study. So... This is about the relationship between birth order and intelligence. <laughs> oh, I touched on that as well, but okay. Okay, so there's... Might be the same. 
The older study that we referenced in our video was from 2007, 250,000 Norwegian people. So it's a huge study. I'm just sorry. Can people hear Ernie panting? Yeah. Ernie pant. Did he seriously just stop? No, sorry. Yeah, he did. Okay, keep right. going. <laughs> it's like he actually has <laughs> If you just hear fire. like a noise in the background, that's what's happening. <laughs> it's not just you absolutely salivating how interesting my <laughs> yeah. study is. So they did find that, you know. There sorry, a, did I make you lose your spot? No, no, I'm more just like, kinda, there's a correlation between IQ and birth order. The more mm -hmm. older siblings one has, the lower one's IQ. Mm -hmm. So essentially, older. You're calling me dumb. Well, I mean, we're both dumb. I mean, we're both <laughs> we're both falling into the category of having older, older siblings. siblings. Yeah. And so they're obviously with a large study like this, they can only find that information. There was a direct correlation between a, a decreased IQ with the more older siblings you have. Mm -hmm. But then they start to try and figure out how to explain this. So one sort of way of thinking about this is that with every consecutive kid that is born, there's less parental time. Hmm. So it does make a little bit of sense. It's like if you're, you know, the second kid, there's still another kid you have to look like that first yep. kid's always gonna have the most, the attention. most attention. And and parents being first child so being really attentive maybe more nervous so making sure they're getting a lot of care and attention and and being less relaxed and being like oh they'll figure it out <laughs> yeah which i mean it's iq it's interesting there's like you could the way that science works you can build narratives in your head it's like oh the first kid gets more attention of course they're smarter but then you could also think oh the second kid gets less attention but therefore has to figure things out on their own therefore yeah. like the, i right. don't know I, it's just why it's just, it is that we don't actually know and it. if there's a lot of misinformation about birth order online like be careful like when reading this study uh, I was able to click articles about the study and the headlines and the, the way people right. took they love, this information. People obviously connect to this topic, right? Everyone wants to... It's it's kind of like astrology in a bit. Like, it, it makes you feel like you're learning a bit about yourself. Yeah. And so I think people really connect to, like, the attributes when it matches with what they think they should be. They're like, oh, I am dumb. I am the third man <laughs> or, like, whatever. But so... The, I mean, that's one of the explanations in the study that I thought was kind of interesting. It kind of makes sense. I can even see it with my sister as one kid. Like, they're really focused on him. And I, I kind of hear anecdotally when you have a second kid, the parents laugh. Like, oh, I don't even know where it is or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but another justification was actually in relation to gestational factors, which is that a maternal there, that there's more maternal antibody attacks on the fetus the, the more kids you have. So they've actually found that like maternal antibody levels tend to increase by higher birth orders in in general. Like the second kid you have, you're going to have more maternal antibodies created. And sometimes those can have negative impacts on the fetus. Huh. So they're trying to just, again, piece together some sort of explanation why. But to me, again, I think it's a bit of a stretch to really go out and say that's the reason. But it's right. it's interesting. Like it's worth thinking about and it's biological it's more scientific than just like a hypothesis about spending more time with your kid and then also just that there was a new study that really found the exact same thing a huge study in britain using tons like a large um, longitudinal survey of youth and they observed that yeah for an increase in birth order position is in line with uh 1.5 iq points lower the mm. more um the more siblings, siblings you, have, you have like every sibling, sibling difference yeah. like it just was like one of those things where Woo. again they found this so this... if you're youngest you're dumb <laughs> well i mean i hate saying that and we're youngest uh... yeah yeah i know so i, I and i, I actually i'm like 
I am dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think people like look like I'm like also observe. IQ is also a controversial measure of anything in the first place. Exactly. Very good point. And I don't think people who would look at your family would say you're the no, dumb but one. there are just times when I'm like, am I dumb? Like I don't. Wait, think, what do you mean? I think I just try really hard. If I'm being honest, like I don't think I'm naturally just smart. <laughs> That's so interesting, like, to hear you say that. I would never think that about you. I know that you try really hard, but... Also, I... Do you actually think hold I, that view of yourself? Yes, and I think... Oh, well, my God! The thing that I'm stands like, out the most is that I have such a bad memory that sometimes I think I have brain damage. And oh! Like, <laughs> like not actually. I, don't, I just mean, like, it actually sometimes scares me because I'm like, I can't remember what I did yesterday. Like, not always that extreme, but... It, I, I don't know. I just noticed that about myself. And so if I'm trying to like study, for example, like I find studying pretty hard, so I have to try really hard. There are other forms of learning that I think naturally suit me, but I don't know that. I don't know my IQ. I haven't done an IQ test in who but knows how long. So, but you're so like, I don't, that's, this is interesting. You're right. Maybe, maybe also like I like, we surround ourselves with people who are smart and I like to look up to people who are really smart. And so maybe there's like this bit of a imposter syndrome as well, where I feel like, there's all these people around us who also love science and are like doing their PhDs and that can maybe contribute to. And I think, I think you're right about IQ being a really controversial like way to measure intelligence. I can see why you feel scared or feel unintelligent because you, you can't remember. Like it is, <laughs> sometimes I am like, wait, man, I was yesterday. But one thing I'll say is I, I, um, I journal now for that reason. I really do right. think that my, sometimes I hang out with people. Uh, I mean, marijuana has been a part of my life for a long time. I mean, there could have been some damage to my brain from that. Hopefully not. But I do think that sometimes I'm around other people who can mem remember things really well. And I, I not maybe to the extent that you have, because sometimes I am amazed at how little you remember. <laughs> but like I was worried. I, I, I have started to journal for many reasons. But one thing I've found as an advantage from it is it's really helped my memory because I... I, what I do every day is I write a page about my day, right. but then I always go back and I choose one random page from the year. And so it'll be like January 23rd and then yeah. I read it. And then it's amazing how often when I'm reflecting with friends, my memory comes from that. Right. It's from rereading the page. So I, again, it's like IQ or someone you might, someone might think, Oh, Greg has such a good memory, but really I've just trained myself. And I think you um, are really good at learning things like, you have the ability to sit down and really figure something out in a way that a lot of people don't. And it's like, why would that not be considered I like smart? Right. It's not memory though. That's what I mean. Yeah. I do think that I, but to me that comes off as like not hard work, but just being like, I have to spend time to figure this out. But then you figure it out. Do you know how many people would never have the ability or patience to figure something Fair. That's out? That's patience, right? That might actually be it. It's like, I'm persistent and patient. But then again, I'm just saying that to me is very intelligent because- but like when I say memory, it's not just like my life that I forget. <laughs> it's like I can learn something and then it takes a lot. To, I, I still have that memory, but you might ask me something and I cannot remember until the right moment triggers and then it's all there. Yeah. And I find it like, well, I'm really bad at Jeopardy. Like I cannot pull a fact to my That's brain. That's so in an funny because I always want to watch Jeopardy on Netflix, and you you kind of say no with like a harshness. I'm so bad that I'm, I'm like, like, why? Why don't you want to? watch I just Jeopardy? feel like I'm watching because I'm a slow processor, so I feel like I just can't like take part in that game. It's too fast for me. Wow, interesting. And, and trivial like, pursuit. I can't get you anything from it. Yeah, really it's those like ideas where you have to like figure something out like instantly. Like I'm a really slow processor anyway wow. back to birth okay. order like do you feel it matches with your family then do you feel that like your your older sister is kind of like 
the higher IQ. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I think so. Like, I think, I mean, again, maybe because I have this job that's sort of like in, in it's like a, almost like a job in intelligence is what it comes off as. That, like, again, I don't think people would necessarily say that, but I think so. I think that, like, yeah, my sister is so smart. Mm-hmm. Like, may, like, maybe smarter than me for sure. Like, I feel like maybe it's also that weird role that, that you play as a younger kid that society right. kind of, like... You, you look up to your older siblings and they help you learn. Yeah, what about stuff. you? Do you think that? Well, so I have four, like... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Biological siblings and then I have a foster sister as well who who I didn't like really grow up with but like uh, I, I had in my family once I had moved out of my house. I think that it runs the gamut. Is that the word gamut or is it gambit? Gambit throws cards and then they explode. <laughs> and I think it's I think it's run the gambit. <laughs> no, I think um, either way. Like I definitely think my sister is sort of the quintessential brainiac, if you know what I mean. And in, in terms of like she's the firstborn, and she like was really really good in school, like straight A student, all that. But then I think the rest of us kind of mesh in and out of different levels of like like we said, IQ might be one thing, but versions of intelligence like i think my older brother is more like socially intelligent than i am like i'm a little more introverted and so is my younger brother so like it's hard for me to gauge i definitely think i'm smart and i think everyone in my family is smart but it's like what it intelligence is so hard intelligence is also such a like diverse thing that's Mm -hmm. so true like i when i was thinking of my sister i was thinking of like eurocentric perspective even yeah just like what do we value as intelligence yeah i was thinking of i think my sister's smarter than me like in school like i just have seen her even just seeing the way she writes and she is more patient than me like seeing her like take in information and like she's also um I think we both like love information, like reading things. So whenever I talk to her about things, I find my perspectives are always like, oh, wow. Right, like you're learning from but her. But you're right. But then it's like, I've never thought about like social uh, intelligence. I think as a gay man, I have a lot of social intelligence because I had learned from a young age how to like, not like, I mean, like navigate mm-hmm. social settings because you're trying to like be closeted. Like, I feel like I have this crazy skill now. I, and I think sometimes I think it's interesting because I'm not, I don't pass as straight, but you do. And sometimes I'm wonder if you had to like maybe use less of that. Like you just saying maybe. you're not socially intelligent is really interesting to me because I always think of flamboyant well, gay men as maybe it's flamboyant gay totally, men as yeah, socially intelligent true. because they have to figure out how to. It's not that I, I, I wouldn't say I'm not socially intelligent. But yeah, I wouldn't just say that either. I am introverted compared to like my older brother, for example, but maybe less than my younger brother. And, and so, less than your sister. Right, I like, am less introverted than my sister. Yeah, I think you. I don't know. I see, like you, like. But she seem, would much rather go to an event than I would. I think. 
to like oh, network and stuff. Yeah. And I would be like, I'd rather just like stay home and like play a video game or something like that. Yeah, fair. Or like rewatch the same movie a hundred times. Oh, oh my God. I saw something so cool. Okay. So if this gets off topic, but I saw a study that came up the other day that was like people with high anxiety are more likely to rewatch the same movies over and over and over because it oh gives them a God. sense of stability and predictability. And that's why they, and I realized like you don't really love to watch movies over and over. No. But I will, I will like watch Lord of the Rings every year. Okay. <laughs> like well, whole- I also, okay. Well, I also <laughs> saw a study that was also in science focused from the BBC, which was that, uh, novel experiences make you happier. Of course. I'm, do you think I'm trying to brag by saying I have more anxiety? Oh like no, now I like, feel really bad because I was like, I kind of like, thought you were. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway, okay, there's lots more on birth order. We're going to uh, talk about um, how birth order affects economic success, uh, not only more cognitive skill, personality, and health after we do a little comment corner. Comment corner. Okay, so I have a comment corner from our iTunes page. Thank you. Hashtag leave a review on iTunes. From That's such a long hashtag. Hashtag leave a review on iTunes. <laughs> for us, I know, by us. Um, I know, by from us. Princess Tiff 92. It's a very nice review. Says, you need this. First, I've been following these two beautiful people for for years now. They'll teach you not only science, but also about the fantastic blue dot you live on. Second, they give you both sides of the topic slash issue, even if it's something they're uncomfortable with. When you can show both sides to an issue, regardless of how you feel, shows how amazing and how far you've come in life. Greg is the best teacher I've ever had. Oh my God. And Match, M-A-T-C-H. That's what I call him, Match. Is come an here, amazing Mach. science educator. If you think you don't need this podcast in your life, well, honey tea, you're wrong. Please follow and spread the love and knowledge of this podcast to the world. Love, Tiff. P.S. Ignore the haters. They don't know what's good. That is so nice. Oh, that's cute. Thanks, and I love that Tiff. she acknowledged that we have a hater. <laughs> Um, we're probably not as good as we should be at playing both sides. Like we used to do that on the podcast where we take a debate and each take a side of it. I mean, I like to think that we can pause and, and in that's a really interesting but- take. I think that like, um, I think we at least are open about where we're at. And I think we kind of like do disagree on a lot of things. Yeah, you're which right. Is like, yeah. but and we'll, we'll talk about but it. You're right. Like we're not like all right. Or like, it's like hard, like in this day and age with, um, the discourse that we're all being exposed to. And I think it's getting like radicalized and divisive. I think you're, I know what you're saying. Like we're not, you know, it's not ever horribly contentious, but I think it, like on the specific side that we both seem to be on with a lot of things, I think there's a lot we disagree on. So yeah, fair. that's okay. an interesting point. Well, thank to you. Yeah. I'm glad that can be a perspective even, to be like, yeah. I mean, we definitely are different, but you're right. It's within a confines of like a specific bubble. almost. But that's really interesting. Cause there's a lot of people yeah. who live there and need to like, you know, you need to figure out where you're at and what you believe in, in many ways that I think we should actually lean into the things we disagree on more. Birth order, um, I don't know if we disagree on. Like, Maybe. There's not yeah. much to disagree on. We're just like looking into the facts. But um, thank you, Tiff. We appreciate all the comments you guys leave. iTunes reviews are awesome. But if you're on our YouTube or sometimes we're going to start posting these on Instagram, like love your comments and we can start sharing them from there as well if you leave us little reviews or notes. So uh, let's go back to sibling order. I turned into a squirrel. I still love that sound. That was just pre-installed on this board. So I just never going to delete it. Um, Okay. So I actually hit me. 
I had come across some of those same stats you did, but I was looking at a recent write-up from a Columbia University professor named Sandra Black, who's an economist. So Columbia University is like an Ivy League school in America. So Not that that freaking matters. That's where I'm at with my opinions. Want that's to go true. Off. But if you're a professor there, I feel like you are considered prestigious. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I shouldn't, you know what I mean? I shouldn't drag on professors. Um, and so one of the big problems with these studies in the past is that it's really hard to get good data, I think, to have massive sets that can evaluate people's personalities and success in different fields without it being overly confounded so in the past it's like how many kids are in a family can be different what is the age gaps between them what is the economic status and all these kind of confounding variables that when we look at older studies say like pre-2010 or 2000s or whatever there's a lot of like people that look at those studies now and go okay we can kind of ignore them because they weren't really measuring like you can't compare a second born in a family of two with a second born in a family of eight Exactly. You're not going to, you know, they also, um, in all these studies, they start with this has been an obsessive thing for a long time in the science community. So there's a lot of old research. Like yeah. it's something that people just have like wanted have to really want to figure it. out. And so there's a lot of real yeah, like, studies I saw from studies. like the fifties and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, not that that means it's so, but like typically when I'm looking up research, it's coming from like, but you're right about that astrology thing. It's cause it's something that we can all relate to and want to get to the bottom of. And like, it's fun to, you know, blame maybe why you're a little yeah. messed up on something <laughs> else or tell yourself why you're better than others yeah um so oh so the difference about this is that she and her colleagues used these massive data sets from scandinavia so as one example they between the ages of like 18 and 21 like looking at people who enlist in the army have to do these like personality tests have to do these psychological tests have Mm. to do these like they follow them for years after to see like their economic disparities and things like that so they're looking at like thousands if not tens of thousands of people sometimes versus just like small sample sizes so first i want to look at birth order and economic success so i mean it's pretty similar to the cognitive thing you you talked about firstborns have higher educational attainment so you said they have higher iqs they also have higher educational attainment the average educational attainment family is lower in larger families and they used to think it was just because larger families had lower IQs maybe like there's always been this debate of like and what it, well there's been a debate that like high IQ or like um, successful economic families have smaller families because they put all their resources into like one kid or two kids hmm. but they realize when it comes to economic success and educational attainment it's actually the later siblings that bring the whole family average down oh my god <laughs> so like the firstborn I think in the graph that they shared in the study the firstborns would typically be a little lower when it came to educational attainment in a larger family but that probably was like within a standard deviation whereas the whole family average like you could see that like the fifth and sixth oh siblings are like really dumb drag us <laughs> drag us younger siblings to the mantle of the earth uh, um interestingly the effect is strongest in women so later born women have lower earnings whether employed full-time or not and well is that like, maybe the wage gap yeah there's probably a variety of factors here as well as like having to take time to like have children and like the sexism that has pervaded yeah, the fact our society the, <laughs> we live in a patriarchal uh, <laughs> society um later born men have lower full-time earnings but are not any less likely to work full-time yeah that's just like the patriarchy and the society we live in um, so that was economic success and educational attainment. You kind of touched on cognitive skill. So I'm going to go. Was to, it based on IQ? Your study? Yeah, sa- it was the same thing. It was like um, firstborns are higher than secondborns are higher than thirdborns. And okay. it was around three IQ points between each yeah, yeah. that okay. they found. It says <laughs> okay. uh, it translates into approximately two percentage differences in annual earnings in adulthood, which is interesting. 
So wow. like firstborn will have like two percent higher income. Is there anything good about us being younger born? <laughs> I don't think so. Like I'll keep going, but there's not a lot. <laughs> okay. So the firstborns and this only child are. Oh, like, we're like fun. Yeah. We're like I'm a whale baby. Why should that's the, that is what I'm going to talk about now because that is the hardest part to evaluate is personality, right? Like you can look at someone's economic success and actually quantify it, but personalities are kind of these. I know, and whenever I, we, I get into these, you know, psychology studies about personality, I always find them a little. Yeah. So they they acknowledge that they're like most studies. Most studies have actually found that were legit have found no, no. difference. Yeah, yeah, I was reading that in these. Ones so well. typically, it, there's some fun things that studies have found, but nowadays they're like, yeah, let's just when it comes down to it, when we average it out, older siblings are basically the same personality as younger siblings. But here, because they were using such mat, mass data sets, they found this. Oh so God. basically, they evaluated people with certified psychologists. Again, this goes back to like people in the military or like they went hmm, these Scandinavian okay. countries have these like massive data sets innately with them yeah and so they would rank someone higher if they were emotionally stable persistent socially outgoing willing to assume responsibility and able to take initiative so i guess like somehow they've been given rankings Ooh, i like on thinking that. about those as like things willing to take response willing to take responsibility is a really interesting mm -hmm. sentence and it, mm -hmm. it does show us are you willing to take responsibility honey <laughs> i mean i mean like i don't know i i i hope so i think so <laughs> it's just an interesting thing to assess someone on Sure. Anyways, continue. Okay. Um, so the evidence, there was evidence of consistently lower scores in this measure for later born children. What, all of those things? Yes. Emotional so, like your overall, your overall score would be lower based on that psychological evaluation if you were younger. Oh my God, there's Not younger, nothing but yeah, younger. <laughs> So third born children have cogn non-cognitive abilities. That means like personality traits that are 0.2 standard deviations below a firstborn. <laughs> um, but boys with older brothers suffer almost twice as much. Oh my god, that's so stereotypical on that older brother. Like, hey, I'm gonna beat you down, but <laughs> yeah, like, wait, 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 wait. man. Why does that have to do with it? I don't know. I just think like <laughs> having an older I don't have an older brother, but I'm always have felt so blessed to not have an older brother because I just feel like there's like this weird innate like cultural um pressure to like mm, be like be like tough brother, on your younger damn, brother. Yeah. Be tough on them. And it's like it's just like learning about toxic masculinity in the world we are in now i'm just so happy i didn't have to deal with some dude being like <laughs> yo bro why are you yeah well like i did girl? okay i had to wrestle with my brothers like every day we had to watch wwf and then we would like wrestle. i'm <laughs> feel like i dodged a freaking bullet you know what i mean like i'm it's so like you happy. wonder why i'm more like straight passing i had to fucking wrestle <laughs> but also the gayest thing i have ever seen is wrestling and i'm so sick of this narrative i'm like do you want to know why like greased up men also like performative speedos, and they're doing theater and they're wrestling and it's literally sexual and hot and they're 69ing each other and i sometimes think <laughs> that there's a literal um the reason men are so insecure about their sexuality is because they had to watch gay porn slash wrestling their whole life i've honestly <laughs> oh thought about this God. do you know what i mean because so many men are like no gay and it's like oh because they obviously were thinking and like maybe getting like a little turned on by like the theater that they were watching, which was essentially gay porn. I think wrestling is so fascinating and weird and homoerotic. And I just, even what's the new one, the one where they're just like in their little speedos with perfect bodies and they try and like knock each other out till they pass out. What you're okay. I can't even like, there's going to be straight people listening to this. who are going to have to turn it off. Cause they're like, you're so annoying. Like, Joe Rogan. M -M -E is like, M is yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Mixed no, martial, mixed martial arts. arts. Like when I watch <laughs> that, oh no, 
<laughs> we just got canceled in the straight world. But when I watch that, like I walk by a bar and I just see guys like chugging their beer, watching two men have sex. I'm just like, this is wild to me that you are so able to think this is like the pinnacle of masculinity. When to me, mm. it is like truly the closest you could get to naked, beautiful bodied men who are dumb fighting each other. I'm like hot. Like you can't not watch that and think anything but this has something to do with sexuality. Yeah. If I watch two women as like a gay right. doing the same thing, You'd I would be just like, be That's like quite sexual. Yeah. If I walk, mm. if I walk by a bunch of women drinking beer, watching two women in bikinis wrestle, <laughs> I would be like, wow, okay. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like, like lesbian energy. Going I mean, on in this I world. don't think there's any problem with that. If anything, it's nice. There actually is an outlet, but it's the covering of it having to be uber macho. That like is, it's like, it's almost like men need the outlet to express that they are interested in the male form and the male body and like male to male touch, but can't accept it unless it's wrapped in aggression. Exactly. But then it's so interesting to me that it's so overtly like, um, like the fact that like they literally don't wear very many clothes. The yeah. fact that for the WWE, it was like World Wildlife Foundation, <laughs> WWF. It used to be WWF. That it is very campy. That it is like neon colors. It's very right. gay. Like in many no, ways. It I'm is just interesting like, that are... it's literally theater. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't and know. It's I'm like, just like us gays have been fucking persecuted for so long over theater. <laughs> I know. And I don't know. I just like want like someone to study this. But as we know, it's impossible to study this type of psychological reason. I just think it's interesting. I just want to say, man, I'm just sitting here and I'm observing. And I'm like, mm, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Um, okay. You're going back to <laughs> Sibling <laughs> order. So you had to watch wrestling because you had an older brother who was like, you got to watch and it. And a younger brother, yeah. And we would literally play wrestling, but I actually Were you ever turned it. on? By, no. By the wrestling. No, I actually don't think so. Oh, like, wow. it's possible, but I think I it was young enough that I hadn't really contemplated what that would mean. But, I mean, it's possible. I don't have, like, explicit memories of that, though. Okay. Anyways, I don't need to go deep into your dark. <laughs> <laughs> so the only last thing about actual personality differences that they kind of confirmed or found in their studies significantly was that firstborn children are more likely to be employed and work as top managers. Firstborns are more likely to be tops. Interesting. Tops. <laughs> and while laterborn children are more likely to be self-employed. Huh. We're both self-employed, honey. Huh. <laughs> I mean, but so is my sister, who's like an entrepreneur and older. So but I mean, she's also um, a manager. That's true, right? Like she has a bunch of employees, whereas yeah. we don't really. Um, and on top of that, firstborn children are more likely to be in occupations requiring sociability, leadership ability, conscientiousness, agreeableness, emotional stability, extroversion, and openness. Okay, that's enough adjectives. I know, that like, I'm like, that's isn't that every job? <laughs> okay, that's too much. <laughs> Okay, final thing I want to touch on is health. So they had a handful of studies that looked into health, and this is what they found was significant. So what did I find here? I got this like is impressive. Like, so much more mixed. Uh, firstborns do well on some health me measures and worse on others. So it was not as clear. There was not like a, a winner per se that was more healthy. It was like depended on what you were talking about. So the probability of having high blood pressure declines with birth, birth order. So yay, oh, finally something good oh for my, the young me, ones. Me, 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 me. My so, blood is pumping healthily. The largest gap is between first and second borns in terms of like that first child creates the biggest gap in health disparity. Maybe it's the stress of their parents always being like, well, you're doing there well. Firstborns are also more likely to be overweight and or obese. Laterborns are less likely, interesting, to consider themselves to be in good health. And measures of mental health generally decline with birth uh, order. So, we have so like younger people yeah. are more likely to maybe have like, yeah, mental health Well, that's interesting problems. because sometimes that can actually weirdly be a motivation to 
be healthy if you don't think you are. Possibly. Or you know yeah. what I mean? Like you're if you're striving. Yeah. Yep. Um, one example was also the number of cigarettes smoked daily increases. I don't know what it means monotonically, but like maybe evenly with birth order. So the like you as you as your younger sibling or more likely to like pick up a habit. At least we smoking. don't smoke any, any cigarettes. So we don't. Right? <laughs> no, yeah, Wait, we don't. You don't. <laughs> I do not right? smoke cigarettes. Do you? Why did you ask that? No, one? no, I was just like, that'd be an interesting Plural. thing to learn about you. If I was like, oh, it's, it's like a you're dart. reading 10 books a day and you're smoking. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, we, love, I love this stuff, but it, it, it's, it's VV astrology energy because it's like um, reading these things and you get to place your own life in it. And mm-hmm. it's like, you project it's very, yourself it's, into it's it. It's quite yeah. unscientific in many ways to like, well, pause. I okay. think from the <laughs> science perspective, it can be very scientific, but the way people take and interpret it yes. and the media likes to use it is probably very unscientific, which is the part that I think, you know, makes this so interesting to so many people makes this video so viral on our YouTube channel, even mm-hmm. though it's really not that great of it anyhow and makes, um, me even thinking about this right now, like I just like love talking about it Mm -hmm. because you just, you place yourself in it. You place yourself in life and you start to maybe even think more about how you live your life and how you choose to do it and why. Yeah. I mean, I think I agree. It's like when it comes to the level of individuals, it's probably not very scientific and people, you could probably do the same kind of study you do with with astrology where you get people to believe you're giving them the traits about their birth month or their birth order. And they go, that makes sense. Until you go, I actually gave everyone the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love, I think that would be a really fun part about also being a parent. Like observing your kid and any of the differences. Right. Like I could see how every single person has a really like um, strong relationship to this because you're you are at some point everyone has been a kid mm-hmm. and so they can relate to their siblings. But then as a parent, you get to now rewatch it, it happening yeah. in your children and you build that anecdotal like very intimate relationship to this idea that it would be hard to break out of probably. And honestly, if your youngest if your youngest kid isn't doing so well in school, it'd be nice to be like, well, it's not my fault. It's just that really, I don't know, there's something going on that's in there. Happens. It's the biology of yeah. it all. Well, that's why I found these studies interesting because they were like the personality part was maybe still the most frilly, but it was cool to look at like economic success and health like as markers for things that are a little easier to pin down and actually study over the course of decades. Wow. Um, but yeah, are you, are you, um, happy to be a second, Wait, second <laughs> more? I mean, I think that I am. I, I, I sometimes see myself really also having specific, like loving relationships with other people who are older siblings. Like I sometimes notice my relationships with people who are older siblings and to, other people who are younger siblings to actually be different. So I have specific friends I can think of who are the oldest and I have this kind of like, I'm a little Okay, baby. that's interesting because I, like, I don't, it wasn't this study, but I had come across some other research that was saying you're more likely to be friends with people who are the same as you. Like, really? So if you're a middle child, you're more likely to find other middle children. I think that like, um, you know, maybe this is a younger honest. child thing, but I, de- I definitely like really care about friendships. So I do feel like I have a lot of like good friends. So mm-hmm. I have enough that I think a it's not group. like I'm like, yeah. yeah. But when I'm around people who are the older siblings and I, I, I don't know, I've thought about it before. I've been like, uh, yeah. Or I like look mm-hmm. up to them. I like, um, really appreciate like what they, th- I think they're really smart. I uh, like kind of like, I just have this idea of being like the baby spoon, but then there are the <laughs> other friends who I have who are the younger siblings. And I do have like sort of an exciting, like kinetic energy with their friendships that are very like, you know, like yeah, pushing like, like, like uh, I just, it's again, likely very much astrology energy where I'm placing this sort of right. just value like, on them. But yeah. I think about it sometimes and I, and I really, 
um, I don't know, with all this information, it makes me think. Um, Do you ever think like that? Like which order your friends are in your relationships with them? I, ha- I haven't actually thought about that. I'd have to like evaluate it and figure out where people are. But I'm thinking about most of like, say my friends from like growing up, like a lot of them are like middle children or like most of them are not oldest children. Huh. That's interesting. Right? They're either middle or youngest, which I am both. Because so. there's not much. Yeah. yeah. Like, wow. Well, that sucks. I'm just kidding. There's not much information here about middle. Like That's it's true. all well, about. Well, it was successive. It's like. Yeah. Yes, successive. Seeing like okay. the general decline of people as they. Well, do you. I'm Thank curious, God your like, parents popped out another one. Because I have a much larger family than yours. Yeah. I'm curious what that. What we think about that experience. Like. Would I rather have a smaller family? Would you rather have a larger? Obviously, we would not want to change our families. I think neither of us. But like, do you did you ever imagine having more siblings? No, like you, no, you no, get no, to call no, yourself no. the youngest, but it's really there's yeah. only two of you. Yeah, no, I've. I mean, we we had such like a small home. <laughs> like, there's like so many reasons why I never really thought there could ever be another option. You never had to share a room. Never had to share a room. Yeah, that's a great privilege. I I as a middle child had to share a room my whole life until I moved out. That's why y'all don't. Because I had an older brother, and then when he finally got his armor, but you have such a big home. Aren't there enough rooms? There's not enough rooms for four kids. But you have the basement, like. Well, we didn't live in that house anyway when I grew up. Oh, but like there wasn't ever like I don't know a basement. You could just there was there was three bedrooms. So my sister got one, my brother got one, and then me and my little brother shared. Okay. And when my little brother was young enough, me and my older brother shared, and my little brother had his own room. Uh, but you never like there was never like an a, a, I have friends was, who had large families and then like one of the kids would take over like the basement. Yeah, but like a portion you still of parents. The we had three bedrooms upstairs and a basement. Bedroom. Yeah, and that that's still four bedrooms with like needing five rooms. Oh my gosh, parents yes. oh need my a room. God. See, that's <laughs> okay. So one thing I'll say is no, in no way do I um like I think everyone just appreciates their own like life, but had, in no yeah. way did I want. Anymore, so oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, what about you? You, I feel like have you have the more unique experience to have you know three other siblings. I mean, I kind of like it. I I would be okay and happy to have more. Not that I'm like want it, but I just think it. It's a it's a unique experience. Definitely, it gives you an understanding that like regardless of what environment you grow up, you can be so different. Because I be I see that you and your sister are very similar, but that might just be like chance. Like if you had a third sibling, maybe they would be very different than the two of you. Not to say you don't That's have your differences, but because there's four of us, and then I had like. But you always sibling. say how you're like we are all so different. Yeah, I mean similar in some ways, but it's just I can see those distinct differences, and we're all like pretty large uh, age gaps. Well, not all, but you know what I mean. Like we we range quite a bit. So, so how, like, it's four years between and then seven between you and your youngest? Yeah, it's two years between my oldest, four years between my brother, and seven between me and my youngest. So six years between and you then, and the like, oldest. And then, like, another four, I think, between my foster sister. Yeah, so that is, I mean, that's another thing to think about. Like, when you say, oh, we're all so different, it's like, okay, well, you've also grown up in very different times. Generations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's so interesting. Like, definitely, I I'm, when I'm, like, with your family, I'm like, there's a lot of people here. Like it is wild. Like when me and my family get together, it's like very quiet. Cause it's like, you kind of yeah. like, we're a loud family too. Like not overly loud, but comparatively like our house is just like a dinner at our house is like a lot more, not screaming, but just like loud voices. Yeah. I, yeah. It's interesting. But I mean, it has to be right. There's more people Yeah, si- having a dinner party with six people versus four does make a big difference. Uh huh. It does. It just makes a whole difference in the energy of the conversation. That's yes. actually very interesting. Six people, you can have two conversations happening at once. Right. Four people, it's a lot. 
like you're more likely to just have a chat between the four which is really interesting to think about why me and my sister might mm. be similar because like, you're like involved in those same conversations yeah like we yeah. always had like dinner together mm -hmm. listening to an album it's like we're never gonna be off on our own having our own side conversation really right whereas i assume that would happen at your dinner table i mean like yeah i guess yes like, yes it would, would. It? i mean yes we all I'm trying to remember when we were younger now. I'm just like, it, yeah, like when you had dinner with six, was there like one conversation? Probably often? not. It's I so guess we talked about you don't like, have a memory. I, yeah, I, I literally am like, can't can't remember a thing. Uh, now that we're older, yes, but like also we all just kind of talk uh, together. But. but now that you're older too, there's there's partners. Like yeah. I'm there. Hi, I'm number seven, and then all of a sudden there's <laughs> like eight. A like it's like that's people, the yeah. other reason why like getting together it compounds with your family. a lot. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. wow. 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 It's fun to talk about. Yeah, I know. I feel like I could think I of it. I want people to time. like tell us stories or like give us their insight on this because I'm just like, I want other people to be here. Yeah, like how do your siblings affect you? Yeah, I'm curious to know what everyone thinks. If you kind of related to the sibling order here, hashtag sorry, no podcast or message us just on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. Uh, we'll check out your comments. But otherwise, thanks for listening. Anything else you want to add, Greg? No, but next week we have an interview with Dr. Esther. Oh, so that's very exciting. Uh, okay, well, we'll see you then, I guess. Yeah. Okay, bye. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.